think we're ready to go. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. How you doing, Green? I am doing fantastic. I am just, it's its just positive vibes all through 2021. I, that, that is my new thing. I won't let anything get me down. So, how you doing, Danny? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I had a, a, a fairly decent day today, and... I learned the height of the sexy vampire mama um, who Ooh. can just snap my spine like a fucking tree branch. Oh, damn. Nine foot six. A pure Amazonian mistress of uh, the <laughs> night. Uh-huh. With us this week, 99.9% of the time, it's the powerful, the beautiful, the Rev Sven. How you doing, Padre? I am doing super well. Uh, spent a lot of time outside today, like hanging out, working on a motorcycle, doing all kinds of stuff. So got that good vitamin D in my system. What's it, it like to live in a place that for six months out of the year, you can, you're not relegated to being inside? Uh, it's, it, it sucks. Um, no, it's, it, being here is not horrible, but I will say I would much rather live somewhere where it was colder. No, you don't. I just, like? I just like the cold. I like, I like the cold. I like driving in snow. I like all that stuff. I forgot what it looks like. Yeah, I forgot what the sun looks like too. I forgot. Well, <laughs> uh, let me re- let me rephrase that. I forgot what it looks like, not because the sun doesn't appear, but because it reflects off the snow and blinds you in terrible ways. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It is the worst. Yeah, if you have never, if you've never lived in a place that gets a lot of snow, snow blindness is horrible. <laughs> it sucks. It burns your retinas. Also, fun fact: you can get sunburn from the snow. This is true. I was gonna say that. Does, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's a like it's a lot like getting sunburn when you're like on a lake or on the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's eating cake by the ocean. What? I I made a song reference. I was like eating cake by the ocean. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it's a good song. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, guys. We appreciate you for watching and listening. If this is your first time with us, we hope that you guys enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts every week we do have a question of the week if you guys want to answer that in the chat or if you guys want to answer that in the youtube comment section or even just tweet us out this week our question of the week is what's more practical to use a lighter or an nzxt h1 case to light a candle tell us in chat or youtube comments or you guys could even tweet at us fire is hot (laughs) we're just we're just burning down any bridges before we could even use them huh 100 percent Every time. This show not sponsored by NZXT. Nor <laughs> <laughs> um, will it ever be at this I, point. <laughs> I would take that sponsorship. I, I, I NZXT's build program is actually pretty decent. Yeah, in what it is. We're yeah, we're gonna talk about that case debacle. Um and God, it, it's just hard not to use puns. We're it's a it's a well deserved roast, but well, you know, they're not they're not a bad company. This is just something that slipped through the cracks. 
it's yeah. a little hot. It's it's a pretty hot topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like how they handled the um, didn't hand. I didn't like the way they handled the actual situation with Gamers Nexus. Myself, yeah. that's that was more problematic than the actual company's product. Do in my opinion, this is such a hot topic that they're oh. going to start selling clothes that are all black and are like band shirts only. Yeah. Should right. we flip the script and Let's just go ahead and get this one as the first topic? That's what I was just going to ask. Do we want to go out of what I have, the order I have here? Because I'm perfectly fine with doing that. I mean, it, this matter. is, to me, the NZXT thing is really, really important. So, I mean, if this is like the only part of the sec, the only part of the show someone's going to watch, I suppose we should probably talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this is more of a safety thing than anything else um so for those who don't know nzxt is a company that builds uh computer components uh especially computer cases in this case this is the h1 case correct guys you guys can verify yes. that yes yep. yes i think it's the one that they were initially like intending on mimicking like the look of the xbox the xbox series x yeah it's very compact kind of rectangular um almost obelisk like very similar and as a a mini itx platform as well mm -hmm. if i remember correctly yeah and so with it being so compact they designed a pcie riser for the graphics card so that it would so you know you have your case here and you know you have your motherboard and then like some cables would kind of wrap around and you'd have this riser um i want to real quick just put a disclaimer out there on this on this particular section and say that we are not electrical engineers we are (laughs) that real quick yeah gamers nexus's video on it is actually a very spot on good scientific explanation and engineering explanation to what actually is the problem so yep. it, um it, I, th- I believe linking that video um could be very important or it, it, you could literally just type in gamers nexus in zxt and you, I, it's gonna pop up yeah it'll be oh, yeah. one of the first things like the first thing yeah so uh in the youtube cards i will make sure to put a link to the first video describing and recreating the uh, the issue because there's a couple different uh, videos on it right now from them. Yeah. Um, But so their first one is them recreating the issue. They actually do get the case to start on fire in like a sizable fire. Like this wasn't just like a little bit of smoke. This was visible flames. Um, So uh, back to my disclaimer here. We are not electrical engineers. We are presenting this information um, to the best of our ability. There might be some technical scientific information that might be a little inaccurate, but our main goal here is to inform people of the danger that the product has. It doesn't doesn't matter if we get the the scientific reason the case is combusting down. The fact is the case is combusting and this is what you guys need to know about it. <laughs> So, like we alluded to before, uh, Steve and the team at Gamers Nexus uh, came across a reason why the uh, H1 case poses a fire hazard. Their video is fantastic. You guys uh, should check it out. They also go through all their testing methods uh, in the second one. Uh, And evidently, when I was doing some research into this this issue, I was going to say into this case, this issue, um, 
Ah, but um, yeah. Um, when I was re- doing some research into this uh, issue, and Jay's two cents even said this, it seems like this has been a, a problem that's been reported since quarter four last year. Um, since December of last year, that people were reporting smelling burning or um, similar issues with their cases. Um, so the discovery, they, like I said, they do a lot of verification and you can see that on their channel, but the issue seems to be from a PCB for the PCIe riser in the case, which was improperly designed and is capable of causing an electrical short. The, the best way, the way that I understand is that this PCB has a 12 volt plane throughout it. So basically, if you imagine this piece of hardware like a sandwich, in the middle of it is conductive material. And that conductive material can be exposed to metal screws, which would cause a ground, causing an unfused short, which can start a fire. That's pretty spot. That's pretty. That's pretty spot on to what, yeah, you know, like a uh, a bit of a Cliff Notes explanation to what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the exposure of that electrical of that of that conductive material to that screw is caused by the metallic screws biting into the B- PCB material, removing it. And that can be caused either from regular installation by the end user or can even be caused by the manufacturer manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the Gamers Nexus team was able to recreate the conditions to start a fire. Um, and they were able to verify that that was the issue. Um, one thing I noticed in both their video and Jay's Two Cents video on the on this was the amount of PCB material that was removed by the screws. Yes. Tons. And, tons. And, they, Go ahead. And, and the nylon screws thing, in theory, would have been good, but that's, again, where the point gets brought up of it being more of a safety issue, especially for a secondhand buyer or somebody who doesn't know exactly what they're doing or you know somebody that just sees nylon screws, doesn't know about what's going on, and says, ooh, nylon screws, no, I want something sturdier and puts metal ones in there. And with all that PCB being ripped out and exposing that plane it was it was their whole point was to make it about people down the road that have these parts having safety issues yeah and that was uh i think that again to me in my opinion that was the worst part about it now given that the ceo of nzxt released a statement that actually yeah uh, so real quick whole thing but we'll go over that in a minute yeah as i say we're kind of putting our, our horse before our cart here um or our cart before our horse, wrong way. I have a really, I have a really awesome joke about that. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, so NZXT was made aware of the situation by Gamers Nexus. Now there's some, there's some dis, and to me, this is just again kind of a unnecessary for the end user to kind of know. But apparently, there's some dispute on who discovered the problem. Was it NZXT and their quality assurance team? Or was it Gamers Nexus? And that's a dispute that, honestly, I don't really care about. Like, I do, but I don't care about it for this show and our audience. Regardless, it was the NZXT who was aware of the issue. Regardless of how they found out. 
and they decided that a temporary fix and what they they've kind of flip-flopped on this but they're sending out nylon screws to end to users right now as a temporary fix. There was an idea, there was an idea or a thought that maybe NZXT was intending this to be a permanent fix, which, as Rev alluded to, is not a good idea. These nylon screws would not be a good permanent fix because you cannot account for other secondhand buyers or other users not realizing that this would be a fire hazard. So there was that. Um NZXT did respond. Do you have the do you have the quote, Rev? I actually don't have the that, uh, quote. The actual statement from the the statement involved from the CEO? Yes. Yeah, I have it right here. It's actually relatively short. I can I can read it real quick. It says to our community, we're sorry. The well, nylon screw. Well, that's literally what he said. That's he I literally know. said that. <laughs> but he I, goes, yeah. The, the nylon screws were not the complete solution, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Acknowledge that they removed the H one from the the website entirely. They're sending out redesigned PCIe Gen three riser assemblies for all current H one buyers, and then they did actually credit Steve from Gamers Nexus and his team for bringing out bringing the issue of someone replacing the nylon screws later on. And raising the urgency surrounding it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. We're sorry. Like it literally, it's like to yeah. our community. I don't, and I don't want to. Yeah, and I don't want to come off as like too harsh because, it, like, they like. I feel like they are being genuine. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just thought the the wording was funny with that just being the first thing. But no, like, and also giving credit to Steve and Gamers Nexus and the exact reason why they're giving you know credit. It's like bringing this to our attention as if yo, you know what. They were right because we weren't thinking about it. And there is an urgency surrounding this. So genuinely, mm-hmm. thank you. And so, I, yeah, now I'm with you. I think it's 100% genuine. Then, then after, you can actually find a lot of stuff like FAQs and stuff about the mm-hmm. about the case and the fixing process and whatnot. But, yeah, I actually think from personal opinion reading this, it reads actually as a genuine apology letter. Yeah. Uh, Green, get your opinion well, on would- it so far. I would hope it's a three hundred and fifty dollar case. Uh, I mean, they would have a, a solution quick. Um, with with the product that expensive, especially for the case market, because case cases like that that with that price tag are usually like the premium, top of the line, like creme de la creme cases. So, I'm surprised this didn't get past their quality assurance to begin with. Like they're, you know, they're testing and everything like that. Um. But I I do I do appreciate it, NZXT for actually acknowledging that there it, it's a solid issue, not only now but in the future for for secondhand buyers and stuff like that, um, and actually taking the initiative to try to fix it. Yeah, that's what I hope any company will do, especially especially with the price tag of three hundred fifty dollars for a case for a case. Like, yeah, and when I when when I put builds together, there's like that's the first thing that gets like cheapoed is the case so like if you got money for a 350 dollar case you're building a a premium rig yeah and of course there's also the safety issues that are involved in Mm -hmm. something that can you know spontaneously combust yeah like your your living room on fire your game room on fire this is the kind of your home like yeah yeah your whole house your whole house your your entire apartment complex yeah 
like this is the kind of case that like i see people building like you know it's a small form factor for like a living room or something like that you know something fancy or you know space consuming so like imagine like a small office and like with it being so tight as it is and then poof fire you know yeah so nzxc for the apology mm-hmm. yeah so like i said the nylon screws which they're kind of being slow i guess guess getting the nylon screws out and part of that it as steve from gamers nexus in his video that was released this morning uh that he said was this slow release or slow sending out of the those parts could be due to the upcoming lunar new year holiday um which kind of leaves users, if you have this NZX, if this is the first time that you're hearing about this and you have the NZXT H1 case, first off, I'm a little surprised that this is the first time you've heard about it uh, because we are guppies in talking about Titans here. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, game market. What's that? Unplug it. Unplug it. So yeah, the first thing you need to do is unplug that computer and completely power it down. Hold the power button for thirty seconds after you've unplugged it. I should. I should. I should, should reemphasize. If you're using that case with a GPU, because if you're using like in you know, because apparently people do this. If you're using these stock integrated graphics on on your your cpu you should be fine yes <laughs> but if you're using a, you know like everyone else a regular gpu like a you know 3000 series you magical man i would uh <clears throat> i would like to go ahead you because know, since the topic got brought up about the the shipments taking so long on the nylon screw repair kits that's actually included in the faq um because mm-hmm. they people have been asking so much and they they came out just straight up said we underestimated the scale of of this effort and so our team were initially overwhelmed with requests we have been increasing our team capacity to improve response time um the risers so if you're getting if you sent that request out you're going to also get the riser the risers will start shipping by the end of march excellent so in the meantime like if this is like your rig you have a couple options um first is just not use the computer that's an option um the second option is if you have some nylon screws you don't want to use anything that has conductive materials in it so don't don't try to find some other screws if you have nylon screws sure if you have something that maybe is insulated sure but i think the best option is zip ties and Jay's Two Cents has a good, uh, his video on it that was released today. Um, he shows you exactly how he would install it for the mounting. That's what I would suggest you do. Until you get that PCIe replacement riser, I would follow Jay's Two Cents and do the zip ties. Best option. Um, if you bought the case firsthand, go to the NZXT website and find anything you need to file or, um, you know, Make sure you're on their email list, anything like that. Make sure that you know how to get a hold of their customer service and stuff. If you bought the case secondhand, which again, I don't know how many people this really applies to right now, but if you did buy the case secondhand, reach out to your seller. Like if, like if you still have that email from eBay or something like that, 
and see if they if you can get them to just send you the replacement uh when they receive it and um you know good luck i really don't know what to do with this with if, if you like i can imagine like if you went to like a local person like a local pc sourcer and builder you know just some guy who does it for you know a couple bucks i don't know what all can really be done like just make sure you try to reach out to whoever you got the case from in order to make sure that you get the pcie um riser component the proper mm -hmm. one the new one so yeah that's uh the nzxd h1 case it can start on fire don't fuck around with that yeah fire is bad i i have family who have i have um one aunt who lost her restaurant to a fire and i have another aunt who they lost their family home to a fire it's not fun it to me yeah it's not i first-hand experience it is not fun yeah it's not it's not good in so yeah just make sure make sure that you uh you know take care I of that to care of your shit it's a bedroom a bedroom on fire when i was a child <laughs> just say they don't know about it i don't know if i ever told you that no, I, I've never heard the story. Are we are we about to story for another time? For another... <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about it on stream, huh? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um not gonna happen. <laughs> My mom knows how to work YouTube. <laughs> that was... it, may work, it ain't happening. <laughs> I uh, the it never happened. Never happened. You didn't just never. tacitly admit to it. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 Um you okay. can edit that out. You hit YouTube. <laughs> okay, uh, so moving on from the NZXT case, let's talk about Not for Broadcast episode two. Rev, this is all you, my guy. Boy, F and howdy. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, Danny, you know. You are. Oh, yeah. Know. Okay, so for those of you who, who have followed me in any capacity, you'll know that I'm a huge stickler for Not for Broadcast. That, that, the first chapter released, you know, God, what was it back in late? Actually, it was, yeah, no, I think it was 2020, wasn't it? No, 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 2019. I think it was 2019 when the, when it first released or I don't know. I'll have to actually look that up. I'm not sure when, but it's been, it's been out for a little while now. And uh, they were getting ready to release or start filming episode two. But of course the COVID pandemic happened. And when that sparked up they uh instead of just like waiting because they film everything fmb style so they actually have to get everybody together to film it uh instead of just sitting on on their hands and waiting they did the um they did something that honestly was not necessary but surely appreciated and that was actually film a lockdown bonus chapter which now actually i thought was going to be a completely separate deal but it does formulate into the story itself um and then, you know, it went on for a little bit longer. They ended up uh, filming a second special chapter of the telethon, which I thought was really interesting. But now, chapter two finally hit, uh, or episode two, rather, finally came to light. And my God, I, the first chapter was satirical. It was hilarious. And you could tell they were obviously building on something. You know, it's a political propaganda simulator. And so they were building on something. And then this new chapter come out, and everything got turned on its head uh, in, in a good way. Like, there were still its funny moments. You know, like, it had a few funny moments. 
but all in all, this chapter got serious and dramatic quick. Um, it it had some heart wrenching moments in it. It had some honestly some pretty close to it was it was still satirical in a way that it kind of made sense. Uh, and and coincided with things that are happening in the real world. Like you could point at something in the game and say, "Oh, that's like X country or X person in real life," but. It was it was mind boggling. The acting was superb. The story writing has been absolutely incredible, and it's telling such a hell of a tale. And there's still another chapter to go. Um, you come to find out that a lot of the things you did previously are starting to affect certain things in the game uh, as you're proceeding before you even get to the actual end of the game. And it's, even without the game being 100% done, there's still this whole this whole sense of I can play through this again and again and change my choices and change my outcomes without even having to have the third chapter yet. Um, but yeah, I just, I was flabbergasted at it. It was so good. Um, and for those of you who do not know, not for broadcast, you take control of a, uh, of a newsroom, like the, the editing area of a newsroom. You, you're in charge of like swapping cameras, censoring out cuss words, blocking interference, stuff like that. And you're starting to realize as this game goes on just how much weight your choices in that editing room have because they now they're starting to add like censoring negative things about your government in there and how you play that can determine the people's outlook on the government that's in power or if they're going to go after this resistance group and actually be more on the side of the resistance group. You can actually change how much money you have, which in all in the end allows you to change your decisions based on the fact that you have money by being part like in, in chapter one, they introduced this thing. It was where there were three companies and everybody gets to pick at least one or gets to pick one of those companies. And as that company does better, you actually get a cut of their money, almost like stocks, essentially, but actual like taking their profits and giving it to people. Um, and the adver- even the advertisements you play can affect that. Like if you play something that's selling a certain product that you own stock in or that you're getting money from, they're going to get more money. Therefore, so are you. It's been insane to see all because like all of that's in been... IRL. That's called uh, Plugola Payola. There you go. There you go. And that's that, and a, that's very illegal. That. <laughs> yeah, and you get to be in charge of that um, because because in this game, you know, in this game again, it's like you're getting a cut of one of these three properties um, deals. And, and you get, on, on average, you get like five ads. One's from the advanced government, one's from the news station itself, and then the other three are usually from those three companies. And so you can actually go in and, and just make sure your ads for your stuff are played, and you'll get, a, you get a, a cut of the money just based on that. And I come to find out that like the better your grade is, obviously the more money you get paid. And if you show more dramatic stuff, you can get bonuses. It's like they they revamped almost the whole game because the, all of this has been kind of like back added to the first chapter as well. It's it's crazy. It's wild. I I'm so ecstatic for episode three. Yeah, they also uh, changed the interference system. Mm-hmm. Which... And it's in my, in my opinion way tougher than it was. <laughs> Yeah, because it wasn't like super difficult. So I guess maybe I can like kind of give my review of episode one since I did the playthrough on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like the game, like it feels pretty accurate to running a broadcast. Again, I've never done TV broadcast. I mean, this is the closest I've done to TV broadcast. 
but like doing radio broadcast yeah it's very similar um we don't have like a sensor button like that in radio at least not that i've ever operated on we have instead like this it's called a dump button where what you're hearing out on the air is six seconds delayed from what's actually happening and so you know if someone swears it, or something like that i have six seconds to hit a button it'll dump the last six seconds of audio but like mm -hmm. so that's like but everything else other than like also i don't have to deal with the interference that's not an I don't think that's anything that any actual broad, like any actual producer has to deal with because interference would be a frequency thing and all TV and radio broadcasters are set to very specific frequencies per the governmental government and regulatory bodies there. Like everyone's like you're assigned to 90.9 megahertz, right? So that's not mm -hmm. something like if you have interference that's either because you're on like the outskirts of that of their signal strength or someone's overpowering your signal. Yeah. Or and, like, it's just a bad thing, signal. And one thing you'll notice about, about about the game is like all of the equipment looks older. Like it all looks yeah. like it was something from like way back when like I mean, the TVs and everything. But like all of the events and the things you're seeing happening all feel like they're taking place in like modern times. So it's like there's like this weird mixture of like the 80s and like modern time roughly, yeah in my opinion it, they nailed they nail that 90s production aesthetic oh yeah yeah they absolutely it, do and i had a i had a kid from scotland that was uh that was in my stream um while i was playing this yesterday and he was like wow this is actually this is pretty accurate to european news <laughs> like in the way they do things and everything it was it was kind of funny he was like it, at one point he just straight up he goes i i can't get over this now it's it's too accurate aside from obvious details but i'm actually kind of curious now that that you've mentioned that i wonder if any of the people on the team have news experience yeah i don't know i don't know i that may be something i can find out i talked to the i talked to members of the team fairly regularly yeah so i, I might be able to find out but yeah, I mean, overall, like I really enjoyed it. I, the game is absolutely hilarious. I've only played the first couple. I haven't played episode two. I'm actually planning on doing that um, probably this weekend. I'll probably play episode two, probably do that on stream. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, the game is fun, challenging, and otherwise fairly accurate to, yeah, what I've, what I've had to do in my own broadcast. I mean you know, aside from a few things, but it's still fairly accurate. Like, yeah, you got to turn on the buttons and you have to, you know, change, you know, it, you know, when time comes to change, you know, the, the signals or the, the channel or whatever, you know, you have to like move that stuff around and, um, you know, fire, you have to time out when you fire the, the commercials properly and, uh, you know, manage all that stuff. It's, you know, it's pretty accurate to all of that. Yeah, it, it's I don't know, man. It's just the, for me, one of the biggest the, like the biggest selling point of the whole thing is um, strictly the storytelling, like the, the the writing that's been going into this, especially after chapter two. At first, it was like, you know, chapter one, you're like, oh, you know, it's funny. Like that's, you know, it's the whole thing is like, oh, it's pretty it's pretty good. It's, it's funny. I like it. But then chapter two comes around, you're you're sitting there playing this thing and it's like you get enamored with the story that's being told. It's. I've never seen a game so quickly yet seamlessly flip from comedic to dramatic like that. 
wild. Oh yeah, watching you, I enamored is like a, a great word. Wild. For that. Cause yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it drags you in. Absolutely. Yeah, like I remember just sitting there, just like like especially during that whole like last bit of the second broadcast, I was just sitting there like this, like yeah. like wide eyed, just just in awe of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And then the same with like the end of the third broadcast of the second chapter. It was damn. Yeah. Now that being said, one thing that you do have to be wary of with this game is that having all of those like actual F and V style videos being taken and all crammed into one game it is a chunky bitch of a download yeah it's a thick boy what is it i want to say it's like somewhere around 40 gigs yeah which is a lot for a just an indie game you know like an indie game that as of right now the current playthrough time if you do the first second and both bonus chapters is round about six hours yeah um yeah just from my experience on episode one i can recommend it i from watching rev place uh episode two i i have a hard time not recommending it just from watching it the the writing the acting is all fantastic i yeah anything yeah, else it, it's just crazy you know like it, it's i i can't believe it sometimes like like looking back i'm still just flabbergasted yeah uh, anything else we wanted to talk about for not for broadcast episode two? Not at the time, but I uh, I would like to say that um, you know Tiny Build uh, already talked to me about doing episode three on their YouTube and Twitch channels as well. Whenever it gets ready to come out, yeah. I uh, are there vods available for when you played on their channels? Yeah, if you go to Tiny Build's YouTube channel um, and you see their uh, not for broadcast episode two stream, that's that's me. All right, guys, go check. You up, you'll see me. Yeah, go check that out. Excuse me, go check that out. Give Rev some love. Tommy, that Tommy fingernail Harris, you know. <laughs> you know, um, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Green. Apex season eight. Yes. Tell us about it. Yes. All right, so season eight of Apex has dropped today officially at at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is standard uh, anyway um they released a new legend today uh his name is fuse um they also brought back king's canyon um but they did a little bit of tweaking to the map it's actually technically a little bit bigger um they said that they were trying to make it on par with the size of olympus um which i don't feel like there's a huge difference i mean there's like a little extra segment of the map um but other than that it doesn't feel like it's much bigger you know king's canyon um, especially since Skulltown's still missing, and I, I miss it. Uh, but Fuse is a Salvo uh, native legend. Uh, for anyone that has like no knowledge of the lore from uh, the lore from Titanfall, the Titanfall universe of Salvo, um, he joined the the Apex Games. There's a, a nice little video bef uh, that they have on the YouTube channel from Apex, the the Tales from the Outlands. That kind of gives him like a, a nice backstory uh, from like when he was a little kid all the way to when he joins the, the Apex games. Um, he is missing an arm. He has a robotic arm. And this robotic arm can help him launch uh, throwables like grenades, uh, thermites, uh, and arc stars a lot farther and more accurately. 
Um, he also has a, a tactical where it's like a, he calls it like the knuckle duster where he like shoots like a little explosion thing. It doesn't do a whole lot of damage. So I don't really know how well to use that. Um, but his ult is, I think is like the most OP thing. It's called the, the mother load. If I remember correctly, um, he shoots like this cannon, uh, that's on his back and like it creates like this ring of fire that like essentially traps people within that ring. Um, I've seen a few people use it in a very OP way where they like launch it at a door and like condense it at a door. So it's like a, a, like if you want to get through that door, you're dying. Um, so that does come in handy. I don't think he really replaces any of my, my main players, um, like Mirage. I don't or, think he or Octane. Um, but it, it has been a, a very fun experience. They released a new weapon today as well, um, called the 3030 repeater. And I, I, I'm already going to tell you guys right now, it's the meta. Um, it's, it is like, a a better longbow. It is a, fa- a fast shooting, um, repeating single action, uh, rifle good for medium to long range. It uses heavy ammo. Um, they released a legendary magazine style. There's a fourth level magazine, um, which ha- adds like an auto reload uh, feature to the weapons, like when they're stashed away. Um, so that's also an, an interesting bit as well. So it's all, all the ammo types now have a, a fourth magazine that's gold, like a, like a rare item that you can pick up throughout the game. So um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't have any real complaints about this uh, season. I actually very much enjoy it. Um, I'm interested to try out ranks um, as soon as I can get a good team together. Um, yeah, not much to it other than that. So Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon's back. Real quick, just because mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, he has one arm or missing an arm or has a robotic arm, I should say, and he's mm-hmm. from Australia. I just want to point out that Dirty Bomb did that he's first. Not, he's not from Australia. He has an he's Australian from, accent. I don't give a he's shit. He's from Salvo. Okay. Yeah, he, so he's just like Junkrat. Yeah, he's like, he's like, a, he, he's from Space Australia. Okay. Space okay, Australia. so again, Dirty Bomb did it first. Um, Turtle, yeah. turtle, the the Merc and Dirty Bomb has one arm, and is Australian. And <laughs> it, it, Danny, Danny, are you sitting down? Yes. Take take a deep breath. <gasps> what I'm about to tell you is gonna hurt. Yeah. Are you ready? I swear, if you tell me Dirty Bomb's dead, I'm just gonna. Dirty Bomb <laughs> is dead. Okay. No. As much as you hope and pray for Dirty Bomb to come back, it's not going to happen, Chief. You know, here's but a. F- I'm here for you as a support. <laughs> okay. Here's I, a. I could be that shoulder you can cry on. Here's a it's funny thing that you're back. gonna that I'm gonna mention real quick that mm-hmm. um, the devs of Dirty Bomb kind of got burned by one of our st- stories later that we're gonna talk about that I'm uh, I'm <laughs> just gonna yeah. laugh about, but um, and the. I should mention there are a few other tweaks. Uh, and the patch notes were released as well today for the uh, season eight. Um, Mirage's uh, decoys now have like a their own footsteps as well. Um, so like the sounds, they still have like a lot of audio issues that they need to fix. Like uh, Pathfinder, you can't hear them. Mm. Um, the new character, like the 
the new fuse legend like he his footsteps aren't very loud either um there's ha- half the time i couldn't hear him coming up um so um, i mean it's it's been happening for a few seasons now yeah i do have a question step issues did they already or are they getting ready to get rid of gold barrel stabilizers I still think there's gold. I don't know. I have. I didn't see a gold barrel stabilizer. I didn't think, see anything I, in the patch notes about them being. I, I heard somebody mention it the other uh, mention it earlier in a um, in a post, and I went to look into it, and it looks like the, it, it says that they're going to be bringing back anvil receivers and getting rid of gold barrel stabilizers, but yeah. that may be coming a little later in the season. Their anvil receiver is back for the for the uh, uh, flatline and R three and one. I don't think it was as strong as when it was first introduced. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, but no, I didn't see any gold barrels, so I'm assuming they probably took them out, um, which doesn't make much of a difference anyways because they were pretty rare to begin with. Yeah. So, and and I should preface it, uh, the 3030 repeater doesn't have a barrel extension on it, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm makes telling sense, you, 3030 is going to be the meta. For- well, it's, a, it's also single fire too, isn't it? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think you put a stock on that thing. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty nasty. Now, I, I, I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Would, would the, uh, the what's it called, mother load? Would the mother load plus a caustic gas grenade be one of the most OP alt combinations in this game? Uh, I, I believe it would be. Yeah, um, that's where I think a team I was playing with was going. Um, however, um, it, it's just a ring of fire on the ground. So there are some legends that can get out of it, and it's very situational as well. Um, of course, you can't put this ring of fire like inside bunker. Um, you had to be outside because it launches down, kind of like a like a Gibraltar's uh, mortar strikes or or uh, Megalore's uh, alt as well. So you kind of have to have like an opening to launch this right that and that makes sense because they i mean otherwise you just is this another one though that doesn't have friendly fire like like if a if a teammate runs through it it's not going to kill him hurts but a little bit it's not like uh not like the enemies so i I, like i thought i'm pretty sure that i went through one of my friends one of my teammates uh rings of fire and i was taking uh damage but it was a a small now versus like when i actually walk through an enemies so i i could be wrong it could have been someone else's ring of fire um because you know every every team's gonna have a fuse right now right so you're gonna have some teams made up strictly of fuses because one person the first player will pick it and the others will just quit because they don't get to pick him yeah yeah i had that happen today twice (laughs) oh no so Rev, have you had your hands on Apex Season Eight yet? Uh, not yet. I was uh, unfortunately a little too busy today to be playing, but I will. Uh, I will be excited to be trying it out either later tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'll probably get my hands on it later this week. Probably won't yeah, play it on stream, but I'll be get my hands on it. Um, if only you listen to Green. I how how much are you gonna rub my nose in it? <laughs> Forever. 
until I until I get the new PC build. Is how is that how often you're gonna fucking rub no, my nose in it? You can always just say like you can always just I'll stop if you if you admit right here right now live on the on the on the podcast that I was right. You were right. Okay. I I said that last week. <laughs> no, I, I think you're just like you're gonna rub my nose in it. I think that's it. I want to I want to mention something completely uh, completely unrelated to what y'all were talking about, but completely related to this conversation. Bangalore's battle pass skin is dope as hell. Her level twenty five battle pass skin is really cool looking. I don't know why. It's just like it's kind of basic, but it looks really good. The, like all of the new battle pass stuff is pretty decent looking like all the specialty items there's like little charms that look like landmines and bangalore's new skins really cool oh i i, I like this battle pass yeah that, that's one thing i noticed about the battle pass it was actually pretty decent usually like usually apex pat like pass um rewards are not very great um i think there's like one like uh, the flatline skin from like season four was like the, the last one that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, and the, the longbow skins on this look pretty cool too. I do like the I actually like the level 100 longbow skin more than the 110 though. But it looks cool. Anything else on Apex season eight? No, I, I think that's yet pretty for much me. it. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for a break? Two minute yeah, break? Sure. All right, guys, we'll be right back. We're going to take a two minute break. Don't leave. Or maybe leave. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Are you enjoying the show? If you're not enjoying yeah. the show, you guys can leave, but it's going to hurt our feelings. Anyways, we'll be right back. Two minutes. Are you a coffee lover? Do you need a little pep in your step in the morning? What about knowing where your coffee comes from? Is that important? Well, try Grampian Roast Coffee on Etsy. That's Grampian, G R A M P I A N and see our selection of single-origin and blended coffees. Use code REVSVEN, R-E-V-S-V-E-N, at checkout to save 15% off of your purchase. All right, and we are back. Thank you guys for letting us take that break. We are not talking about Apex Season 8. We are instead talking about this Valve lawsuit. Mark it on the bingo. Mark it on the bingo, guys. No one's no one's claimed the bingo card yet. No one has claimed the ten dollars Steam card for the bingo. Like yeah. if you go back to previous episodes on YouTube and write down the uh the timestamps and send them to me, I will immediately send you a Steam gift card for ten dollars. Yeah. There's a beep. It scared me. That was, that was my bad. <laughs> I, I accidentally hit my sensor like what the f- Frank. <laughs> my my bad. Oh, someone in the chat. Yeah, we do have a bingo card. Um, I don't know if I have a link to it anymore. We don't have a bingo. We have a bingo card. I have not had a confirmed bingo yet. Oh, true. Yeah, there I, are we bingo have cards. To by this point. So, yeah, we've had to have fucked up enough. Worse. I, I don't know. I don't know. I so, haven't taken a drag of my vape and you know, puff big clouds. So true. You you just be like, you'll be sitting there like during the break, just. Like, Okay, so uh, this Valve lawsuit was filed by the Ohio-based law firm Voyer... Voyers? What? (laughs) Voris Sater. (laughs) (laughs) V-O-R-Y-S-S-A-T-E-R. Nope, they're just called Voyers. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, Vori's Seder, it's a class action lawsuit on behalf of developers and focuses on the, quote, most favored nations clause of the Steam developers contract. So the most favored nations clause states that developers who sell their game on Steam would need to keep the price of their game equal uh, to Steam's across all other platforms, such as GOG, HIO, and Epic. So if you sell your game for $10 on Steam, you have to sell your game you, you have to sell your game for $10 or higher on other platforms. You cannot undercut Steam's price according to their contract. Uh, the quote here, the quote, the Steam MFN, or most Listen. favored nations. Go ahead. Oh. oh, you said MFN, or, and I go, muffin. Muffin. <laughs> the most favored nations uh, also hinders innovation by creating an artificial barrier to entry on the platform. When the market, such as this, when a market such as this one is highly concentrated, a new entrant can benefit consumers by undercutting the incumbent's prices. The ability to provide PC games to consumers at a low price is one way a firm or a new entrant could gain market share. If this market functioned properly, that is, if the Steam MFN did not exist and platforms were able to compete on price platforms competing with steam would be able to provide the same or higher margins to game developers while simultaneously providing lower prices to consumers end quote um so a, a bit to unpack there right there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about there's been a lot of discussion about how steam operates in the market um since epic really came and tried to take their lunch you know, that's been a big sticking factor in terms of how Steam manages itself on the marketplace. A big part of that has been their their profit sharing with with Epic. Or when compared to Epic, right? They uh what is it, like an eighty or is it a is it a sixty forty split on Steam? I believe when we discussed the uh, the Apple thing, I believe that's what we had come to was 60-40. And then on Epic, it's like 80-20. Or is, is it 80-20 if you use Unreal Engine or exclusive? No, no, no. Uh, never mind, never mind. I know what it is. It's on Epic if you use Unreal Engine and you're exclusive to the Epic Game Store, then you get 80-20, uh, and then it's... Or you don't have to pay the licensing fee for Unreal Engine. Yeah, Steam is a 20% cut. 20% cut? Oh, okay. Okay. Then, yeah, there's so there's some different things where, um, where Steam isn't as competitive against Epic in terms of attracting developers. And this is another one of those situations. There's also, there's a lot to discuss here in terms of doesn't Steam have the right to demand parity between the other, the other um, marketplaces? Don't they have the right to say you can't undercut our prices on other platforms? Like if you're going to sell the game for $10, it has to be $10. You know, I, does Steam have that right? I don't know, legally speaking. Um, following following up mm -hmm. uh, for Unreal Engine 4 on Steam it is a 30 65 5 split um, that's 30 to Steam 5% uh, to Unreal Engine 4 
and then 65 to the to the developer um and then any unity on steam is a 30 70 split um unreal engine 4 on epic is 12 88 and then unity on epics epic games is 1280 1288 so thank you very much that that clears up a lot of i no, I like tongue twisted a lot of that shit. Thank you for clearing that up. Got you, boo. Thank you, boo. Um, so kind of like my my whole take on this is personally, I do side with the plaintiffs. I do find the idea that Steam can dictate the price of games on other platforms to be pretty shitty for consumers and customers. Um, the forced price parity between the platforms from Steam only serves to really hurt customers. Uh, and smaller devs who need to be on multiple platforms in order to succeed. But I'm not sure how ironclad the contract is and what legally can be done. Um, one would assume because the lawsuit has been taken up and it's now a class action, that they have some sort of legal standing that they can point to, that they can justifiably take this to the courts and make a, uh, a strong enough case that it's there. But... I don't know if they can, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know how ironclad that contract is. Um, so I don't know. I, I personally, yeah, I agree that Steam shouldn't be able to dictate the market for everybody. I think that's a little too much power. Yeah, I think um, they're using their position as the number one, the number one, you know, purchasing place for games on PC to be able to have that in place. Cause I mean, obviously a smaller launcher is not going to be able to get away with that. You know, like, like one that people don't use all the time. And I, th I think honestly, I think that's where the biggest problem comes in, right? Like that was like part of the complaint was that with Steam being the primary source for almost every game to be launched is what makes this kind of more of a problem. Yeah. Green. I have to agree. It's kind of a shitty tactic, and I don't think it should be in place. Uh, should just take the Amazon route. <laughs> take the Amazon route. Cut prices on everything. <laughs> be so cheap that you can't deny it. You can't deny it. You just you can't. You. It's like what are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? It's it's like $30 cheaper here for this thing. Where are you going to go? Origin. I feel like Origin. <laughs> this would be like the perfect time to like do like a short segue that Jeff Bezos actually um, stepped down as CEO of Amazon. If you haven't, is, if you haven't found that out. Is stepping down. I think it's like it quarter three. Down. Yeah. Quarter three is when he's um, summer in the summer. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. I, I've heard a couple rumors. Um, most notably that he's uh, planning on fighting Batman. It's, yeah, probably. That's like, you know, are you top. sure it wouldn't be? Are you sure it wouldn't be Superman? Dude looks like. Oh, Lex I'm sorry, Luger. Superman. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> he has the same amount of money. <laughs> you know, same haircut. Yeah. Uh. By the way, that doesn't mean like he's like getting like he's selling Amazon or whatever else. Like he's good. He is still going to be involved with Amazon, and he's still going to own and still get all of his fucking money. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, he, he isn't going to, like, just disappear off the face of the earth and go live with Tibetan monks, even though he already has the shaved head. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not going to give up all of his... <laughs> at least, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to, like, give up all of his earthly possessions and go live in the Himalayas. Although, wouldn't that be a fucking turnabout? 
hell, half the time it doesn't sound like a bad idea, really. I I don't blame them. Like if there was if there was a uh, a group of Buddhist monks that lived like in the Rocky Mountains, hell yeah. I'd be I'd be there. And mostly just because I'll be honest, it's just the the curry and the peppers kind of upsets my tum tums, and I don't think I could eat it every day. But the scenery, but the scenery, <laughs> and the lack of oxygen, and the lack of oxygen. Who needs oxygen? <laughs> um, Rev, you mentioned on our break uh, another thing that Valve has gotten in trouble for. In the yeah, last yeah, yeah. This, this got brought up a while back. That uh, that scuff. Um, they had they had a patent on a particular controller, and Valve has been caught up in a lawsuit with them. Uh, over their Steam controller, and Scuff won that lawsuit today. It's a $4 million lawsuit. Um, obviously, there's still some proceedings that have to go on, but the initial is, yeah, they Valve was fined the $4 million for patent, uh, for, for infringing on the patent. Oh, you naughty so, boys. They just get, that's $4 million for Steam is like a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Or for Valve. No joke. Bad boys. Bad. Yeah. You don't do it again. Bad. Um, is that all we have on this uh, Valve lawsuit that we want to talk about? I believe so. I I think it's kind of honestly, I think we all kind of have similar views on it because we've all been discussing these antitrust things with the monopolizing and all that anyways. And that's kind of obviously to a much smaller scale. It kind of feels like that's what Steam is doing here by being able to get get away with actually having that contract. It's like we know that they're going to put their game on our platform anyways. So let's make them sign this contract where they can't go elsewhere. And, and I think that having that built in, I can do this because I can, makes it a problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolute flex move of Steam. Just like, I could do it if I want. Yeah. It's my pussy. I can do what I want. <laughs> I'm a, it's, it's a song. All right. So uh, Stadia is shutting down some internal studios. Oh, yeah. Segue right to Stadia. Stadia, yeah, Stadia. Stadia. Um, So in what is surely not a good sign for the service, uh, Google is shutting down its in-house studios for the the streaming service uh, and refocusing its business uh, structure. According to the report, 150 developers will be affected and move to other departments in Google. All projects outside of a specific 2021 window will be canceled and a big uh this is incredibly interesting first off because a big part of google's marketing strategy prior to the release of stadia was first party games by developers which were going to be exclusive to the platform and we really haven't seen many of them and one of the exclusives was by splash damage by the developers of dirty bomb that you know again get your shots in just guys. Just like Google Stadia. Just like Google Stadia, it's dead. Dirty Bomb is dead. <laughs> it's dead. I, I was just about to say, like, you know, the thing that we've been saying for, like, the last year about Stadia, like, eventually shit in the bed. It has begun. Well. The bed shitting has commenced. This the was, pale horse has ridden. Yeah, well, this was one of those things I was super curious about was that the games that were going to be designed specifically for use on Stadia, because who better to show the, the platform's capabilities than the people developing for it, right? Like, the the Sony exclusive games 
you know, the God of Wars and The Last of Us, right? Those run great on those platforms and they can show what the PlayStation does really well. So to not see these exclusives come out and for them just to be like, oh, well, no, we're not doing exclusives is, in, in my opinion, not a good sign. There, there, there's been a long line of not good signs, right? If we're, yeah. if we're running down, a, if we're, if we're driving down a road here, a lot of the billboards for Stadia have been saying, turn back, you know, turn back. And this is just another one of those signs. It's like, yeah, turn back. I just imagine like them, like in a, like a conference meeting with like the devs, like, where are we at with this? You know, like the head, head Google execs, like, where are we at with this? And the devs are just like sitting there, like pulling their hair, like it can't be done. Just can't I don't know. Shut it down. Well, I imagine a lot what of. What do you want from me? Well, I imagine a lot of the single player games were probably running fine. Oh yeah, probably. You know, and that was that's what Stadia needed to prove itself, right? It needed some games that were exclusive you could only play them on stadia they had to be attractive enough that people's like that someone was gonna be like okay i'm going to pay the money to play this on stadia to and it had to be a good enough proof of concept that people might jump on board that's what needed to happen and the fact that that's not happening now is is i mean the it's a bigger red flag than any flag we've seen so far you know how it could happen what's that Disney buys Google and then Disney makes like all their exclusive Star Wars and uh, Marvel games on Google Stadia only. You know what kind of dystopian nightmare that would be? Oh, yeah. The apps. Oh, I mean, yeah. that I, that's just the idea of Disney buying Google is a horrifying prospect that I'm sure we'll see in five years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Don't at least put I'm in a dead. bid. Yeah, it's just like you have Alpha, Alphabet, Disney. Yeah, they're about the same size companies. You want to merge? <laughs> you want you want to smash? <laughs> now on Disney Stadia. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a horrifying nightmare. Oh, I would never buy another like Star Wars thing. I'd never watch Star Wars or Marvel again. I just went Stadia exclusive. I'd be done. For me, it's like if if Alphabet and Disney merged, I would just I would go live in the Himalayas. I would deal with the curry and the peppers. I I get it; they hurt my tom toms, but fuck, I'm but not the scenery. But the scenery, just yeah, I'm just gonna sit in, just gonna sit in a temple, staring at a golden statue of of the Bodhisattva or or the Buddha, and just. Meditate my days away. Find enlightenment. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, there's, there's just, Stadia is proven to be a, a money sink. Yeah. It's not proven itself, and every chance that it's gotten to try to prove itself, it it fails. It, it, it would probably it's probably going to they're they're just sitting there thinking like okay when do we pull the plug on grandma here you know like when are we going to pull this plug on grandma and just let it die well i don't think they should let it die for the 10th time they need to flip it into a uh, a system for 
people who don't have access to high-end uh, production computers or uh, you know editing computers and and make a subscription service for that. Yeah, they have, I they have all the parts for it. They have everything that they they boasted about, like the 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 capability of like each of their their you know servers for mm-hmm. each individual person would be perfect for that case. Like people who don't have access to you know a three thousand dollar editing computer or uh, you know editing server like all the the big YouTubers yeah. and stuff like the that. Motion. Or, or what if what if what if they uh, what if they lease their services out and do contracts to colleges for film students? Exactly. There's like small college level film projects yeah. and stuff. I, I remember talking about that on the show. I've said it like five times now. Yeah. This is like the fifth time. I've yeah, I know I've said it too. And like I, another thing is like complex modeling, right? For like mm-hmm. CAD programs and engineering programs and 3D, uh, you know, 3D modeling and Blender and all that other stuff, like that high intensity um computing stuff that needs to happen like yeah they and i'm surprised data mining, data mining yeah i'm surprised that they haven't just opened that up or like oh op- maybe they're like talking to universal or something like that and be like hey guys like you know we'll lease this out to you i'm a little surprised that it hasn't happened because that to me that would be like the first thing like hey we have this incredibly powerful cloud system that you can access remotely and not have to and not have to run it locally like why why wouldn't they just sell that to um sell that access to companies that require like a lot of computing power you know yeah or people that are trying to do like like uh some of these uh companies that do server stuff for uh people who are working from home but don't necessarily have like the equipment at home to do what they need to get done that may yeah. have some kind of like internet based job. Yeah. Because like you you'd be surprised like how much computing power it requ- like a lot of things require. Like when they make when they design cars, right? Like that the modeling stuff to design cars requires computer power, you know. When they do complex algorithmic stuff for like weather mapping, that requires computer power. You know, the um modeling the spread of COVID-19 that requires, you know, cloud computing and stuff like that. And I was just, you know, that seems like it would be perfect for them to sell that instead of just trying to sell this service and losing a lot of their investment on that infrastructure. I don't know. It's a very, very niche thing. Yeah. Stadia is extremely niche. Gaming, gaming itself isn't, while it overtook most of the entertainment industry years ago, it is still a fairly niche thing. Like gaming products are kind of niche. That's why they're expensive. Yeah. You know, the You're not wrong. Uh I know that like a lot of these tech companies want to market to gamers because gamers are willing to spend money, but gamers don't make up the majority of the population. People who play games probably do, but gamers don't make up the majority of the population. But that's a that's a discussion for probably another time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stadia, a recap. <laughs> Stadia, a recap. It's still failing, yeah, and now they're closing it down. Closing stay it tuned for our, now. This is not stay, a grow up. Stay uh, stay tuned for our sequel, uh, Stadia in Memoriam. <laughs> it's a thing we never touch. <laughs> All right. Um, 
All right, back to Steam for a little bit here. Steam, yeah. Steam Lunar Sale in the Spring Festival. Um, yeah, Steam Lunar Sale is starting. Let me double check the price or the, the not the price, the times. Um, it's going to cost you to get in. <laughs> yeah, uh, February 11th to February 15th. I which, should clarify, it's not going to cost you to get in. No, it's not. <laughs> just, just please, please. it was a joke. Like, like listeners, it'll be okay. Yeah, and then um, they're doing another spring festival, like demo festival, um, which if you guys remember last year, we talked about a lot of the games. That actually starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and that will run until February 9th. I'm planning on looking at it and finding a few games to to talk about. I'll probably record my my time playing them, too, uh, and and post those to YouTube. but yeah, there'll be a lot of like demos and stuff. It's an opt-in um, thing for devs to just like provide demos. I want to see if any of the games that I played last year got updates. See if there's anything more playable, like Winemaking Simulator. I want to see if Winemaking Simulator got an update. Um, I remember that one. Yeah, I haven't seen if it got released yet. I, now I'm very curious about to check it out. Um, Winemaking Simulator. That demo got danny all into like homebrewed wine i was already kind of into that stuff though i'm so excited i still have i I still have uh homemade meat in the fridge i've uh keep it cold enough long enough to send it to me or at least seal it good enough to send it to me i could probably figure something out i could probably uh do, do the uh boil it and then just put the lid on it and let it seal I might be able to do something. I might be able to send me send me your address, boo boo. I'll, I'll figure something out to send you a sample. I got you. <laughs> um, I have actually given I have actually given some samples out um to people, and the general reaction's been not bad. Which is, you know, at least I'm not like revolting people with this. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spit it in your eyes after they drink it. <laughs> yeah, I I fully expected people to like just retch after drinking it. Um, because I taste it, I'm like, it, it's it's fine. It's like nothing special, but like I'm also kind of biased. So like maybe I'm thinking that it's just okay, and in reality, it's you know garbage. Um but yeah it's uh back to steam <laughs> um yeah the the spring festival i'm very interested in it and to, to see what games are there there is a demo that i downloaded i was going to play but totally forgot this weekend called hrot that rev suggested to me yeah but i i haven't had a chance on that yet um, i bet that'll be fun yeah so it's a it's a good chance to check out some games uh, highly suggest it. Go check out those games. Um, you guys ready to do uh, deals of the month? I'm yes, I'm ready. Okay, so for anyone who hasn't, uh, if this is your first episode of the podcast, every first show of the month we talk about the games that are coming to your subscription services that are uh, going to be free. Uh, if with certain benefits and games that are just going to be generally free for a limited time. Uh, starting out, this is the Prime with Gaming from Twitch. The uh, For this month, Spinch is available until March 1st. 
Stealth Bastard Deluxe is going to be available until the 1st of March. Monster Prom Hot Seat Edition is going to be available until the 1st of March. Swim Sanity Couch Party Edition, once again, available until the 1st of March. And Table Manners is going to be available until the 1st of March. Algobot, do you guys want to guess when that's going to be available until? March 1st. Green? March 2nd. February 19th. What the fuck? <laughs> Cyberhook will be available until the 12th of February, and Little Big Shop will be available until the 26th of February. Uh, say that again, LOL. Stealth Bastard? Yes. Stealth, Stealth Bastard. Bastard. Good. Deluxe good. edition. Is it good? Yeah, it's fun. It, I like it. I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll play a little bit of Monster Prom. I've heard so many things about Monster Prom that I'm just kind of like. I, I have Monster Prom and Monster Camp in my Steam library. I just don't have a time to play them yet. <laughs> I know they have like a bunch of um, voice actors from YouTube, like Dodger, Jesse Cox. I think Jesse Cox was the executive producer of the game. Uh, Octopimp and, and several others. So as, as a fan of all, some of those people. I've fallen off of Jesse Cox. I have fallen off the Cox. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, he did it. He went there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Dodger. I still love Dodger. You know, she's sweet and adorable and still incredibly funny. So I'll probably have to play that and try to figure out like which character she plays. And hey, Octopus. If you're listening to this, uh, I'll let my boy Danny here. No, she's she's married with a kid. She's uh, married to uh, Sam Thorne. Uh, okay. AKA Strippin. <laughs> Are you gonna do the thing that do the thing that I did uh, like two weeks ago with Allison Bree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Dave Franco. To Dave, MF and Franco. So. Going on to Epic Game Stores, the free games on Epic Games. Uh, Dandara, which is an indie platformer, I've tried to get my or I've tried to play, I couldn't get into it. Um, that's going to be free until February the fourth, and starting on the fourth, running until the eleventh, is For the King, which is a uh, looks like a strategy tactics game. Dandara is a great game if you like indies. Super good. It's got a really cool art style, good soundtrack. Um, I checked Humble Bundle. There wasn't really anything. There wasn't like a bundle that was running that I thought was worth mentioning. Really, they haven't really changed since the beginning of the year. Um, unless you guys have, unless you guys want to promote anything on Humble Bundle, as a, as a uh, quick disclaimer, Rev does have a Creators Code account with Epic, and we do have a Humble Bundle affiliate code. Um, use them all. Use them all. Hashtag Help support ad. the show. Hashtag disclaimer. <laughs> Hashtag disclosure. Hashtag uh, affiliated. Yeah. What is it? It's like hashtag transparency. Hashtag transparency. Yes. We are PNGs here. We support transparency. Get out. Alpha channel. Go. <laughs> Green Elite. What's coming up on the PlayStation uh, PS Now? All right, so PlayStation Plus members are getting three games again this uh, this month. Um, if you're 
PlayStation 4. Um, you can get the Concrete Genie. Um, and then for PlayStation 5, um, you can get the game called Destruction All-Stars. And for both PS5 and PS4, you can get Control the Ultimate Edition. Ooh. Yeah, I, I believe that is a pretty good one. Um, I've heard a lot one. of good things about Control. Um, and then if you're have, a, if you one of the lucky people that has a PS5 with ray tracing, I hear Control is really good with ray tracing. Like it, it looks gorgeous. So um, that would be a good pickup. I don't know much about Destruction All-Stars. It looks like a... Like a... It's a vehicle-based combat. So similar, I'm assuming similar to, you know, uh, what's it, Twisted Steel. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, yeah. Get your fact right. Do not disrespect. Put some respect on the name of Twisted Metal. No, I'm kidding. I'm actually, I'm a big Twisted Metal fan, though. <laughs> uh, the reason why I say Twisted Steel is like, there's a local, like, demo car team called Twisted Steel. I here. thought you were just over here so- talking about your twisted steel, twisted steel and sex appeal over here. Mm. <laughs> Stop. But yeah, that's that's PlayStation Plus. Rev, what's coming up with the uh, Xbox? All right. So this month, the Xbox Games with Gold are going to include Resident Evil, like the OG. I I they I think they did a remaster of it, like not like a full remake, but like a remaster for modern console. So you got you do get uh Resident Evil, the original, you get Dandara Trials of Fear edition, you get Gears 5, which I think is already in Game Pass, but this will allow you to keep it on your console forever instead of like if you have to cancel your subscription. But then you also get your throwbacks. Um now, granted, hold on, let, me, let me go ahead and actually clarify this. Uh, Dandara doesn't drop until the 16th, but goes on until March 15th. Uh, they have the throwback 360 game as Lost Planet 2. Uh, it's from the 16th to the 28th, and they got the OG Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb for the Xbox. Like, the Xbox from February 1st to February 15th. Now, with that being said, coming soon to game pass you're going to have uh wolfenstein youngblood coming to the cloud gaming they're the cloud x consoles and cloud are getting jurassic world evolution cloud and consoles are getting stealth inc 2 a game of clones now this is one that kind of struck me cloud console and pc are all getting project winter which is a game i would hope to cover actually relatively soon on the show because it seems like a lot of fun um cloud console and pc are also getting the falconeer this one's one that I'm excited about. Console and PC are getting Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. I don't give a damn. I loved Final Fantasy XII. And then PC is actually getting a game that I've I've played before called Ghost of a Tale. Um, it's you you play as a little mouse and you're like trying to rescue your wife, and it's kind of adorable. It's a good game. Mouse or a squirrel? He's a mouse. He's a little mouse. I was really hoping that it was going to trigger something else, but okay. I fucking hate you just for saying that. <laughs> Speaking of pain and David Zamansky, Mr. Viral Danny K over here. <laughs> I totally hijacked that tweet of yours. Um, cool. So that's Steals of the Month. That. What's that? I missed that whole thing. <laughs> and at that point, I was too afraid to ask. Oh, all I did was I took this screenshot that Rev posted under David Zamansky's tweet took a picture of the internet meme Harold, uh, smile, giving a painful smile, trying to swallow the pain, 
literally wrote paint over top of it and then made it crispy with some red. That's literally yep. all I did. <laughs> and and it's sitting at a hot 164 likes. Evidently, Ooh. evidently people like that. Just low low effort content, I guess, is what wins the day, huh? <laughs> every time. Every single time. You know, I put hours of work into this podcast every week. And, you know, my one random tweet that I made in like 30 seconds apparently gets more impressions <laughs> than, than the podcast. I, oh, well. Oh, well. That's what happens. Anything else you guys want to talk about this week? No, that pretty much uh, covers just about everything. Yeah, I think we're, I think I'm good. All right, Green. Tell the kind folks out there what you do, where people can find you, and what's coming up. I am a kind of variety streamer focusing on FPS games. I am live practically every day except for Sunday on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. I also have a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the fancy things, including an OnlyFans, which I haven't posted anything to because I don't know what to post on an OnlyFans. I know what you're supposed to post on the OnlyFans. Get that moose knuckle in there. I'm not getting that moose knuckle in there. So, but yeah, check me out. Um, I'm going to be playing a lot more Apex Legends, and uh, I I have an addiction to Warzone, which I cannot shake. So I'm probably going to play some more of that. And Destiny 2 is back in the cards, weirdly enough. Yeah. Excellent. Refspan, Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Uh, Okay, so... I'm honestly still at an impasse here. I'll make the decision later tonight. Um, I've, I've been wanting to play The Medium, the the new horror game from Bloober Team. Got kind of a Silent Hill-esque vibe to it. But I'm seeing so much mixed reviews about it on a technical standpoint that I may hold off on playing it until they get it patched. Um, I remember Blair Witch having the same problems, and it ruined my game experience. And the, they patched it, and it became it became okay, but... I'm thinking about holding off on it, so I'm going to start Omori, which is kind of an Undertale-esque looking, like like design-wise, it's like Undertale-esque. Uh, looks really good. Don't know a whole hell of a lot about it, but I'm looking forward to trying it. Um, aside from that, I've got some really cool short playthroughs I'm going to be doing for YouTube content. Plus, I stream on YouTube uh, twice a week now uh, on Mondays, Monday nights and Wednesday nights, but this Wednesday I'm actually going to go ahead and still stream on Twitch because we have Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. And that game is a ton of bullshit level fun. Um, and I think it would just be a lot of fun to have that for the, the Twitch community. Um, but aside from that, yeah, you could just find me just about anywhere at RevsFin TV, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all RevsFin TV. Uh, but you can find me on YouTube and Twitch at just RevsFin. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, coming up on my channel, uh, so I know I mentioned I was going to play uh, a Fallout New Vegas mod. I have decided against that due to the mod kind of imploding and some of the developers on the mod. Uh, at least, no, I'm sorry, not some. One of the developers on the mod being someone who is... Mm, has questionable tastes i think that's the best way to put it so his values do not align with your values yes <laughs> and despite the fact that they've removed him and his content from the mod 
the stink is still there. I don't want that associated with the show or my stream. So I'm just not going to play that mod. Um, sorry if anyone was excited to see me play that mod. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to... I've been lacking on doing the uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke. So that, that'll be coming eventually. That'll probably be kind of a slower project, and I apologize for that. Uh, otherwise, coming up on the stream, Minecraft and Fallout 4. Um, I'm getting close to beating Fallout 4. I might just finish it up like this week and then move on to something else, uh, Bioshock 2 or uh, one of the other games that I have on my list of things that I want to play. So yeah, that's what's coming up with that. Um, other than that, that's going to wrap up the show. We appreciate you guys for joining us. And it means a lot to us that you guys take the time to watch and listen and uh, chat with us. Don't forget the question of the week this week, which is what is more practical to use a lighter or an NZXT H1 case to light a candle. Uh, you guys can tell us that in the chat or in the YouTube comments down below, or you could even tweet at us. Um, I forgot to mention my socials. My socials are at Danny K D A N I E C A E. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. If you guys missed any part of the show, you guys can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys want to help support the show, the best ways you guys can do that is by leaving a like, subscribing, and leaving a comment. And the number one top tier way, above all else, is by telling your friends. It means a lot to us if you, when you guys tell your friends about the show. So uh, if you guys want to get the warm fuzzies and forehead kisses, tell your friends. Other than homies that... Always kiss homies goodnight. Exactly. Other than that, guys... We appreciate you. We love you. Stay safe. Stay warm. Stay healthy. Keep fighting the good fight, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Kisses. Love you. Yeah.